If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the Dead Men Walking podcast. Jason and I really enjoyed doing it. I wanted to talk to you right now about you starting your own podcast. Today's a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or if you're just thinking it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your online reach. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your shows can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories within minutes, Apple, Spotify, Google, and many more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And let me tell you guys, Buzzsprout's team of experts really want to see you succeed. We use Buzzsprout as our host here at the Dead Men Walking Podcast, and we couldn't be happier. They have so many tools that help support us in our mission to bring glory to God. They host podcasts with just basic gear and a few listeners, uh, all the way up to guys who are doing professional stuff with millions of listeners. With Buzzsprout, you get great looking podcast website, you get audio players that you can drop into other 
other websites, uh, detailed analytics to see how people are listening and how to promote your episode, along with support by podcast experts. Buzzsprout really is passionate about helping you succeed. So why not join over 100,000 other podcasters that are already using Buzzsprout? And here's the cool thing, guys. If you click on the link that is in the episode description of this episode, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card and you'll also help support the show. And that's after you sign up for one of their paid programs. And their paid programs are a couple dollars a month. I mean, you can really do this on a budget and it gives you hosting and all those things that we had just mentioned. So guys, support the show. Check out Buzzsprout. If you've ever been thinking about doing a podcast, it's now never been easier. You can do that by clicking on the link in our episode description. We will send you a $20 Amazon gift card and you also help support the show. Thanks guys. And now to Dead Men Walking. Exploring theology, doctrine, and all of the fascinating subjects in between, broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking. I am your host, Greg Moore. And I'm your co-host, Jason Hamlin. Oh yes, I like it with such enthusiasm. I'm excited. It's going to be a good episode. How you doing out there in podcast land? Hope y'all are laying in green pastures. (laughs) Ooh, nice little segue (laughs) into what we're talking about tonight. But as always, before we get into that, thank you so much for following us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Parler, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube. We're all over the place at Dead Men Walking Podcast. Thank you to all the Patreon people. (laughs) We don't have any, we we don't do Patreon. We do Parler. Oh. Is that... (laughs) Maybe we should get well, into wait. Patreon. I have a Patreon. Wait. For you? us already. Do you, oh, do you? Yeah, I just haven't told you. Oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> I thought maybe you were well, getting like a prophetic word from God. Right, yeah. Oh, well. We're supposed yeah. to go into Patreon. Probably, yeah. But as you guys like and follow and comment on all those social media platforms, we really appreciate it. It helps us uh, bring glory to God in everything that we do. But tonight, today, this yeah, afternoon, we don't know. Sure. It's an undisclosed location. Is is it an undisclosed time as well? Yes, it is. Sure. Let's go with that. We wanted to talk about... Shepherds. Shepherds. And kind of a chapter in Ezekiel that really isn't talked about too much, mm-hmm. which is chapter 34. Can you read yep. the first 11 verses of chapter 34 of Ezekiel? Because we're going to talk about shepherds, their responsibilities. And when we're talking about shepherds here, we're talking about pastors, leaders, those who put themselves in authority in the church, correct? Correct. I'm going to read uh, 1 through 10. And what are you reading out of? NIV? Go, ESV? Uh, ESV. Nice. The, All right. Uh, I was checking. If you said NIV. Only. Um, uh, Ezekiel 34. Pull- have one to pull through, your reformed card if you were that's NIV. right at 34 <laughs> 1 through 10 which i would never read an niv never. No, no just <laughs> my niv is all marked up at home that was you know before i was reformed <laughs> and i didn't I know that an there NIV. were certain verses that are not in the niv does Uh-oh. anybody else know this i learned it from a, from a brother words a not brother in. yeah told me about mm. that i said what you mean I'm missing missing stuff? You gotta be careful about that niv. Yeah, you gotta watch out. All right, so uh, Ezekiel 34, 1 through 10. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak 
you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. Mm. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered all over the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts. Since there was no shepherd and because my shepherds have not searched for my pe- my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds and I will rec- Require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to the to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths that they may not be food for them. Wow! So that's uh, some heavy verses there. So when you're looking at Ezekiel 34 here, let's let's kind of pick this apart a little bit. Yeah, is that cool? Yep. If we go by totally. verse by verse, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. So already we're putting the prophet in an awkward position. Mm-hmm. The leaders, the what we would now call pastors, mm-hmm. the elders, the apostles, whatever word, the overseers, the ministers of today is essentially the Lord saying you need to prophesy against those leaders of Israel, and He's saying prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God. Ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? So there's the first problem right there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to make some parallels to what we're seeing in the Christian church today versus what the Lord was telling Ezekiel to prophesy against then, right? right? So the very first thing I see is that allegory or that parable of shepherds feeding themselves over the sheep. Now, when you hear feeding, I don't think we're talking about going out to dinner. Right. The, the pastors are going out to a nice dinner and the other people aren't uh, eating. I think what he's talking about here is even spiritually, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree with that? Mm-hmm. You, are, you are feeding yourselves, meaning you are giving yourselves accolades and you're giving yourselves a pos- position of power and you're giving yourselves all these things that the worlds have to offer and you're not feeding the truth of who I am to my sheep. Which right. really is right the that's number the one church. That's the American yeah. church, and it's really the number one role of of a pastor or a, of a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And when we use shepherd here in this episode, we're going to be interchanging it with pastor, leader, maybe elder, right? Right, shepherd. So when we're saying that, you can understand that's what we're talking about. So he says, you eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. So you're taking all of the good things that uh, you inherit with your position as a shepherd, but you're not actually giving it to the sheep and providing for them, right? And I think it is twofold. Even though I said not physical, more spiritual in this age, Ezekiel is making a very good point here in saying even all the things that come along with leadership, you are putting on your shoulders and you're using for yourself and you're not giving to your sheep. So the Lord throughout the Old Testament was very adamant 
about the leaders of Israel making sure that they took care of the widows, took care of the orphans, took care of the sheep, right? Took care of the people, Mm -hmm. both physically and spiritually. And I think right off the top, we're already seeing a hypocrisy that the Lord is telling Ezekiel to call out against the leaders saying, you're taking all those good things for yourself, right? You're taking those $900 sneakers and wearing those on Sunday during your sermon. Okay. I'm probably going to touch on some stuff here that people aren't going to like. (laughs) While you have others that are going both physically and spiritually poor. Right. And without and destitute with. And I just want to point something out where it says you slaughter the fat ones. Um, Leviticus 3.16. And the priests shall burn them on the altar as a food offering with a pleasing aroma. All fat is the Lord's. And I just want mm. to point out how fat I am. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> hey, uh, we got, have you seen yeah, we've got a monitor going behind us with uh, with another this episode the- going, but this isn't on video, so we'll oh, be okay. Oh, I thought it was on video. I was like, no. <laughs> okay. No, thank you. But uh, <laughs> we got all kinds of stuff going on here in the Sorry, studio. Don't yeah. worry about it. This one isn't being video broadcast, so you guys will just get the audio. But yeah, so all the fat belongs to the Lord. Yeah. And he's saying you're hoarding the fat for yourself. Right. The excess. Yep. The good stuff. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. You got to realize when they're talking in these times, fat was how you lived. It's the gristle. It's the gristle. It's the fat. It's the extra. Mm. It's what kept you warm. It's what Bacon kept you healthy. <laughs> I did the uh, the uh, caveman diet before. Have you? No. What's that? Uh, you eat like a lot of fat. It's it's kind of oh, kind of keto, like keto ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's really good. that's the good stuff. Yeah. So the weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed. The injured you have not bound up, Mm -hmm. the strayed you have not brought back. Oh my gosh. So verse four, I absolutely love. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up. The weak you have not strengthened. Think about that. Yeah. There are people that have been in the church for 30, 40, 50 years Mm. that still don't really know their Bible. Oh my gosh. You haven't strengthened them at all. I mean, and the... The shepherd preach is not doing anything about it, and and it's not that you have to, you know, you can't be the guy forcing, but it, it's right. like you know, I mean, having engagement in that situation, I really think it's important for a shepherd to, you know, keep oh accountable, accountable. We're going to talk about accountability yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. And that's something very mm-hmm. heavy that you're uh, that you, that you're hitting on there. Yeah. Look, you're not saying that uh, the pastor has to force right. you to uh, increase your maturity and your walk and your sanctification. But let me tell you something: if you're sitting in a church for any length of time and the pastor understands that you're not growing in your sanctification, he has a responsibility to take you aside through accountability and say, what do we need to do? What's the issue? What's holding you back? What sin do you have in your life? How can I help? How can I help? I mean, that is the duty of- never give up duty of the shepherd right yeah and and never give up about that and why i like verse four so much is because he's giving such a uh, an illustration of the people he was writing to at this time would understand what he's saying the weak you have not strengthened now he's talking about sheep and shepherds here okay and the lord used sheep and shepherds all the time throughout the old testament even in the new testament and the israelites would have understood what this prophet is saying what ezekiel is saying the weak you have not strengthened the sick you have not healed the injured you've not bound up Well, what the heck does that mean? Why would you bind up the injured? Well, shepherds, when a sheep would be injured, let's say they wandered off, right? And that's a whole nother subject we can talk about, Mm -hmm. the crook and the rod of correction, and we get there. Okay, we'll get there in a minute. So when a sheep was injured, uh, the shepherd would bring him in, bind him up in almost like a swaddle-like 
cloth, bind him up tightly to help heal his wounds, and would carry that lamb with him until the lamb was then healed and able to walk on his own. So you're not binding up. You're not you're not binding up the injured, meaning you're not going through that accountability process where you see that member in your church right? That has wandered, that has given into sin, whether it be, like we said, fornication, adultery, theft, gossip, whatever it is, Na- name the sin that they've fallen prey to and that they're injured from because sin does injure us. Uh-huh. You have not gone out and bound up that sheep, meaning you haven't brought them in and held them to accountability and helped heal their wounds and keep them close to you until that time to where they can be released back among the flock. I mean, it's such a beautiful picture when you really think about what a pastor is supposed to do when Ezekiel's talking about this and, and how God is rebuking the right. shepherds of Israel at that time. Makes me think of church discipline as well. Oh, you know, church discipline it, is a beautiful a, thing. A be- yeah, it's a, yeah. Isn't it though? Yeah. And we shy away from it so much in Western Christianity. And so many churches, they don't even want to broach the subject. Right. Oh, we might lose the member. They might stop tithing. Yeah. They might not like me. They'll go on social media and say how I was mean yeah. and uh, then ruin all my big ideas I have about how I want to grow the church and, and expand and do all these things, right? When in fact, right here in Ezekiel 34, God says, oh no, Ezekiel, you're going to call out these shepherds for not doing exactly what I said. And how loving of a God do we have that wants to see shepherds instituted over us to bring us into correction and to bind us up when we're injured and to have overseers and pastors over us rightly and biblically over us Mm. that are doing those things. Yep. So you go on to verse five and it says, so they were scattered because there was no shepherd. So, wow, look at that. Not bringing into accountability, not binding up when injured, eating only the fat for yourselves and and not providing for this sheep. And what's, what's the result of that? Verse five. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd and no good shepherd. There were shepherds, but there was no shepherd that was rightly doing what God told them to do. And they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or to seek for them. And I'm reading from, yeah, I'm yeah, in his feet. Okay. Yep, yep. Sorry. I thought it was from NSA, NASB, but, um, and look at verse six where he says they wandered all over the mountain and on every high hill. Mm-hmm. So when you have a herd of sheep and my father has had 20, 30 sheep at a time and you, and you get to, you hang out with sheep, you realize, well, first of all, God had such a great sense of humor because sheep is such dumb animals. Aren't they dumb? Yeah. They're I was so going to say, aren't they stupid? They're so, they're so <laughs> stupid. And he calls us sheep all the time. Yeah, like yeah. they need a leader. <laughs> Like you can literally get sheep, you know, I mean, look at, look at uh, dogs that round them up. I right. mean, you know, uh, sheep dogs. Uh-huh. I mean, you can get one small dog to round up hundreds of sheep just because they go, oh, I guess this is what we're doing. This yeah, guy, yeah. this guy's telling us, right? <laughs> so God has a sense of humor when he calls us sheep. But when you look at verse six, he says they wandered uh, over all the mountains and on every high hill. And where do sheep naturally go when they're hungry? They'll go to the high hill where the grass is green. But where do predators hang out? Where does, where did Patton tell us <laughs> in the movie Patton right. to take, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're looking for prey or when you're trying to set up a war or when you're a predator, you go to the high places. 
you get the vantage point, right? So he's saying the sheep wander right up to where the enemy is. Yeah. Because there's no shepherd to warn them, to hold them accountable, to feed them, to clothe them, to take care of them. Those sheep see green grass, they go right up to the high hill, and that's right where the enemy and the predators lie. And he's making such a great point here that when you abdicate your responsibilities as a pastor, the sheep then wander right into sin. Mm -hmm. They wander right into danger. They wander right into the, the sin nature that they were born into and there's no coming back from that. Yeah. So let's go to verse seven. We'll keep expanding and jump in here, Jason, if you have anything yeah. to add in here. Yeah. Therefore, verse seven, you shepherds hear the word of the Lord as I live declares the Lord God. Now I love, I love when prophet said that Yeah, right. as I live, like the Lord has to remind us that I am all eternal, all sovereign, all righteous, all holy, all powerful, <laughs> all knowing. He's like, as I am those characteristics, mm-hmm. you better listen to what I'm right. about to say. Surely because my sheep have have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts. Oh my gosh, dude. Talk about the modern church. Can we just talk about that for a minute? Yeah. All my sheep have become prey. All my sheep have become food for the wild beasts. Is not the Christian church right now just becoming prey and food for the culture? I mean, I think a lot of the church is not thinking about the implications of what the government is doing right now. You know? Oh, government, culture, government, media, all of it. I mean, social media. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're laying down and we have been passive Christians for a really long time. And we talked about this in one of our Dead Men Walking Shorts, just the meekness aspect, mm. you know. Yeah. And I think the meekness that the church has been displaying has been a weakness much mm. more mm. than the meekness that we were speaking of. That, And I don't know if you can hear the M and the W in what I'm saying right now, but I hope I'm, so. I'm contrasting we, we the to, meekness we and the weakness. I know, right? <laughs> but, you know, it, it's like we are living in a time where biblical truths have to come out of our mouths and we have to just live in that the spirit of what the Lord has given us, you know? And uh, and really, I, I think the masks, the, uh, the, the stay-at-home orders, the six feet apart rules, yeah. you know, it, 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 I mean, social distancing again, I'm, I, I speak from a, a non, a non-scientific background, but the, the numbers do not match what sure. they are bringing to us. So, you know, but anyway, I understand that. I think this is just yet another uh, layer though, of mm. the laying down of the Christian church though. Yeah. I think this yeah. is just another layer. I think yeah. we can talk about masks. We can talk about social distancing and COVID, but we've been laying down because of the lack of leadership within the church yep. for quite a long time. Amen. We have said we've abdicated our duty on abortion and the murdering of humans. Mm-hmm. We've abdicated our duty in the definition of marriage and rightly uh, one man, one woman. We've abdicated our duty on what is, uh, what is righteous and holy to listen to in culture, in the way of media mm-hmm. and music in art. I mean, this has been going on for quite a long time. And here's something that if you're in any type of leadership position right now within a church, you will not like to hear, but I lay it at your feet. Yeah. Okay. Now everyone has personal responsibility, personal choices, but I would say the reason why the Christian church in America is in the position it's in now is because 
exactly what he's saying in verse six and seven in Ezekiel. You shepherds, you have left, you have taken everything for yourself. You have not protected, you have not bound up, you have not rightly held accountable your sheep. And now they're being eaten by wild beasts. Now they're being scattered across the high hills, the places where the predators can get to them. And you tell me right now, Jason, Mm. if you don't look out in our culture right now and seeing the predators of this culture just devouring Christians. I'm seeing them fall left and right. Eaten alive. They're being eaten alive. I mean, seriously. And we, and like sheep, they're going, where's my leader? Uh Right. And now look at, I'm not taking away from the personal responsibility of a Christian and to stand up. I'm saying that Christ and God in this, in this chapter in Christ in the new Testament, he calls us sheep for a reason because we need a shepherd. Now Christ is that shepherd, right? But here on earth, we do have shepherds appointed over us as in pastors, ministers, reverends, elders, deacons, those types. And And some of them have not prepared the body. Oh, they not only have they not prepared, but they've advocated the duty uh-huh. they, they've said look at i would rather have the accolades i'd rather have the title i'd rather have the big ideas i'd yeah. rather have the church growth i'd rather have the conferences that i get to go to the, uh once a quarter the platitudes the church is planted all those things i'd rather have the 800 dollars pair of sneakers the yeah. skinny jeans the tv i mean you see this even in carl lentz uh-huh. over the last week who just got yeah. kicked out of hillsong right and and geez we called that two three years ago me and yeah. you were talking about that two years ago uh-huh. On the podcast, we joked about it, talked about it uh, six months six ago, months, yeah. but but someone who is more concerned about personal celebrity, about the material goods they have, their status in society with men and the culture, mm-hmm. they are not going to be ones who protect the sheep. Right. And we've talked about this before, Jason, like think about how, how heavy an idea it is to be judged by an all righteous, all holy, sovereign God. And we, me and you are going to be there one day. Mm-hmm. Every single thing we've done, we're going to hold account for. Alone. Alone. Yeah. Us and God. Yeah. Knee will bow, face before him, and Mm. we will stand for everything we did. He says, leaders, shepherds, twice as much. Right. And I think there's too many pastors, air quotes out there, that don't understand that responsibility and the heaviness and the weight of what it means to be a shepherd. Preach. It's true. So as we go on to verse nine here, I'm sorry, verse eight, we'll repeat it. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts. Oh, what a horrible thing to think about when he says, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, God is basically saying my, my sheep, my children, my sons and daughters have become, have become food for wild beasts. And in the old Testament, they would be looking at this as like food for the idols. food for the other countries and the other nations that were taking them over, converting them into idol worship. I mean, can you imagine how God's heart is just grieved when he has instituted shepherds over his people, they abdicate their duty, and now they're being spread across all these other nations, all these other countries, and they're worshiping false idols. They're they're not understanding who their true God is, who that's all God wanted was to be king and Lord of, of his people. Think about this. I'm taking it in a different direction. Let's do it. The fatherless, the fatherless, Mm. you know, the family, the breakdown of the family now, the men that are not there for their children, the men that are not acting like they are going to have a thousand generations of, of Smiths or whatever. We, we have these, this family nucleus that is being broken down and mother and father who are supposed to be, you know, well, the father's supposed to be the shepherd. Yep. And uh, 
Ephesians five, go ahead and read it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, we, we, we look at that and we just shrug our shoulders and it's like, yeah, this is a, a serious situation. You know, how are kids going to learn anything in life? And I, I'm an advocate for homeschool, (laughs) homeschooling, but, uh, but you know, I mean, I, when you, when you send your kids off to the state to be, to be trained, I mean, you're, you're running in, into a brick wall with that. I mean, they're learning evolution. They're, they're, they're learning many more things that your statism, right. Evolution there. You're going to have, have a, have a social justice battle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everything, everything anti-Bible and you don't have as much time as they have with your kid to to re-explain you know to unexplain <laughs> in some situations oh kamala you know? harris wants to expand I mean, it another three hours oh, she wants your kid I mean, in school for yeah, 11 hours exactly. a day man because she's trying to indoctrinate them to oh 100 be a roman the, you know the state like, only wants you to have your kids when they sleep yeah they want to feed them clothe them teach yeah. them indoctrinate them it's nuts and and there's there's no one that can convince me any different just mm-hmm. the way the uh, the educational system the way it's is going. set up but when you said you're going a different direction mm-hmm. you're going the exact same direction man mm-hmm. like uh the 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 nuclear family was set up by god just the way the church was set mm-hmm. up by god it's the same mm-hmm. structure you have mm-hmm. one overhead and then you have those that submit underneath that and then you th- have those that help so mm-hmm. when you're talking about the nuclear family and you're talking about the church family with a the pastor they're very similar yeah. They're both God ordained and you could, you could substitute either one of those here just like right. you did. Makes so sense. you say different direction. I say we're all talking about the same thing here. Yeah. We're talking about the godly order of authority and how accountability and how teaching and discipline and discipleship is all trickled down through that. Mm-hmm. And really when you're reading Ezekiel here, you're reading about leaders in the church jettisoning their duty. Right. And this is what happens. So verse nine, therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds. Oh my gosh. I'm against the shepherds. He's against those who have instituted uh, leaders over his flock. Right. I mean, that's a harsh word. Yeah. If you really think about it. And I read that and I think, are there shepherds that he's against right now in the Christian church? And not just because we don't agree with them theologically or because we don't really like what they say on Sundays. Uh But I mean, think about that. Yeah. If he's talking about this in Ezekiel 34, Uh God doesn't change. No. Does his principles and standards hold true to United States of America 2020? Uh Mm-hmm. And the the pastors and the leaders that sit over his flock now, mm-hmm. you have to be really wary. And this is a heavy thing. There are pastors right now that God is against. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a real fact. And we're not recording this episode so we can sit here and call and out, bash. Yeah, yeah, you know, and who yeah. who we think he's against and who he's with. Yeah. But at the same time, that's a real real fact. Mm -hmm. So he says, I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding of the sheep. So what a great picture. He says, I'm going to stop you feeding my sheep because what you're feeding them isn't even righteous. It is even good. It is even worthwhile. Mm -hmm. So the Lord is literally going to stop the pastors and leaders over his church feeding whatever gunk they're feeding them. Yeah. Whatever crap they're feeding them right now. He will he will reach down and say, stop feeding them and take that away from them because what they're giving them is not healthy for them. Thus says the Lord, God, behold, I am, the sh- I am against the shepherds. I will require my sheep at their hand and put uh, a stop to the feeding of their sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths that they may not be food for them. Uh. Wow. So even in that verse where we're seeing God judging mm-hmm. the leader's of his church, the leaders of his nation, 
right? He's then saying, stepping in with mercy and saying, look, at, I'll take care of it myself. Right. I'm going to strike down those shepherds that are uh, ruling in hypocrisy and ruling outside of the law of God and ruling outside of what the Bible teaches to rule. And, and I'll do this myself. And I, I tell you, Jason, I feel like we're very, very close to that. Yeah. I'm not at end times. Oh my gosh, it's around the corner at every second, every time something bad happens. right? right? But I, I will tell you, God will not be mocked right? and he will intervene when he sees his shepherds mocking who, his name by the way they treat their sheep or the lack thereof, right. a biblical principle. Right. right. We talked about it, like uh-huh. accountability, like bringing them in when they're injured, keeping them from sin, all those things. And I feel like we see too many leaders, especially in Western Christianity, and I think it's global as well. You go to other countries and continents, you'll see it. But especially in the United States, we see exactly what Ezekiel 34 is talking about. Like this could literally be written in 2020. Right. You just replace some of the words with shepherds, with like woke pastors. Right. And, you know, pastors with sweet sneakers and burging church pastors. And you've got the exact representation uh-huh. of what's going on. Exactly. You're taking for yourself, not giving to the sheep. You're not uh, account bringing into accountability. You're letting them go to the highlands and being eaten by the predators. Mm-hmm. You're taking the fat for yourself and you're, you're not providing for those that are in need. I mean, the list goes every allegory here. There's just so much arrogance and so much pride in the church today in leadership. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I, and, and again, I, I don't, I don't know every pastor across the, across the America, the America. Yeah. But we can speak to what we see. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. We can speak to the YouTube videos I mean, we watch, man, we the Instagram clips, so many, right? Yes. We can speak to those. All of, all of those things that, that you see online, I mean, they are just full of arrogance, so full of pride. Didn't somebody already tried, try arrogance and pride in heaven? <laughs> right. Know? Didn't Got work. Kicked out. Didn't work too good for him. <laughs> right. But yeah, man, I mean, here, here we are uh, at another, another point in, uh, in time. We're still experiencing a lot of these um, arrogant and prideful men and women uh, now in leadership, um, mm-hmm. Isaiah three. You might want to check that out. But uh, <laughs> I like how you dropped uh, those in second, there. <laughs> second Corinthians. Or wait, what was it? Uh, but yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we Titus we, Titus two. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I I just I just I don't know man I it really it burdens my heart really I mean to think about yeah. these things I mean that that pastors uh get so arrogant to where they're they're just like pushing people out of their church in some ways by saying I don't care if you come back you know oh you left my church oh well, I, well you know you you didn't do anything anyway it's like wait sure. wait a second like does that is that how you treat someone that hasn't been there for a couple of years or for 10 years or or whatever you know you walked away from my church so you know, I'm I'm preaching such a solid gospel that you need to uh, just back away or anyway or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot in that. There's a lot. A I lot found here. that in the everyone has a ministry, everyone is a pastor, everyone should plan a church mm. kind of theology. You come up with a lot of immature, unsanctified, non-discerning, non-wise pastors. Yeah. yeah. That that's the real problem. Yeah. I would even say that I don't even know if it's willful. If, if it's intentional, I should say, mm. if it's intentional to try to be ungodly or mean or whatever, I think it's just like willful ignorance. Mm. Like they're literally ignorant of the word of God mm-hmm. and, and by choice. Yeah. Because they go, well, if I go in deeper 
and I try to be a better leader, there's going to be some sacrifice on my end. Because that's the problem we have right now with American Christian leaders is it's almost looked at as celebrity, mm -hmm. as it looks like it's a yeah. step up in social. Well, I can get paid. I don't have to, you know, have a real laborful job. Right. I mean, and I'm not discounting any part. I know pastors work hard and mm -hmm. they go to funerals and they do all those mm -hmm. different things. I'm saying you have a whole generation that think I'm going to raise a bunch of money like an angel investor, like an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start a church and then I get the title of pastor. And then uh, I basically go to the office, nice, yeah. maybe eight to three or nine to two, right. uh, three, four times a week, even as a full-time pastor. I do some social media posts. I do some little conference stuff and it's a great life. Yeah. And there's no real responsibility or sacrifice there. When in fact, when I talk to actual pastors that grind it out at churches, okay, mm -hmm. that are saying, I want to disciple my flock. I want to keep them accountable. I want to bring them closer to God. I want to correct them when they're outside of the word of God. Mm -hmm. When I actually want to be a David shepherd, when I want to take that rod of correction, right? The crook where uh, David says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He's saying that little crook that they had in a shepherd's staff, when the sheep would wander, they would grab its leg and they would pull, yank it back mm -hmm. and they would sprain the ankle of the sheep. So it would have to then go closer to the other flock members, the other, uh, the, the mom or the dad or the female or male sheep. Yeah. And that's a representation of God who reaches down and sprains our ankle. So we don't wander off into sin. And that pastor's supposed to reflect that they go, what? Well, I don't want that. That's hard. People mm -hmm. call me mean. Yeah. They won't like me. Yeah. I won't be able to get my vision across. I won't be able to cast my vision for the next three years if people are leaving the church because I said something mean to them right. or I, I corrected them. When in fact, what they don't realize is that a true sanctified, mature Christian, when corrected, understands it and actually wants it. And is and, loved. And, is, and, and feels loved that by is, it. Yeah. Because that's a godly principle. God only corrects and disciplines those he loves. Therefore, a pastor, a leader, a shepherd corrects and disciplines those that he loves. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we've got it all, all upside down and backwards, I feel like, yep. you know, and I think that's what happens when you seek after the culture of men instead of the culture of the gospel. Yep. And I think we talk about that all the time and it feels like we're a broken record. But hey, as we finish up here, can you take us out on 11 through 16 yeah. and just tell us the reply? So we heard, we heard the prophecy, we heard... God being uh, kind of pissed off here, if I yeah. can use that language, you but can. I really feel like he's mad. He's angry. He's going, look at, this is what I'm going to tell these shepherds. What does God say in 11 through 16? And what's his reply to that? And his, his, uh, you know, his kind of answer answer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Verse 11 for thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out as a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. Amen. And I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. Preach. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries. And I bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravens and in all the inhabitant places 
of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their gazing land. Grazing land, yep. Grazing, oh, sorry, grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my people, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, mm. and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong. I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. I will feed them in justice. Oh my gosh, that's heavy, isn't it? Oh, dude. Isn't that heavy? But isn't that great, though, that the Lord's going to come for us? <laughs> come for us, but not only that, but he goes, look at you, shepherds, yeah. you're not doing your job. Guess right. what? I'm going to step in and do it myself. Exactly. And let me tell you something. If you're a leader in the church, if you're a shepherd and you have to, and you die and you go before him in judgment day and he goes, yeah. hey, I had to step in myself because you didn't do your job. Right. I would not want to be in that position. Gosh, no. But what a great juxtaposition of what we saw in the first half of those verses. And then the second half, he tells Ezekiel to prophesy. And I got to imagine, you know, Ezekiel's going, oh, my, oh, my Lord, I got to say all this stuff against the shepherds, the leaders. He's going to do this and that. And then the Lord follows it up with, but don't worry, because I'm going to gather up my sheep. Uh And look at the juxtaposition of what I was talking about on sheep that wandered to the high hills. Right. And then they get eaten by predators. He says, oh, no, I'm going to take them to the mountaintops of Israel. Guess what can't get to a mountaintop? Wolf can't get to no mountaintop. Wolf. (laughs) Right. A bear and a lion can't get to no mountaintop. A wolf. A wolf. He's taking them beyond the place where predators can get to him and taking them to a place of dominance and glory and safety. Amen. I mean, the Lord... Yes, he, he tells his prophet to say, this is the condemnation that's coming to the leaders. But then when you look at that second, the second part of those verses, mm-hmm. the, uh, what is it, 11 through 16? Yeah. That's where I get hyped up because then the Lord steps in and he does exactly what he says he's going to do. Yep. And that last verse where he says, I need to get a shirt that just says this. I will feed them in justice. Yeah. I will feed them in justice. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Think about someone who doesn't get justice his whole life. <laughs> you know, I was listening to a podcast podcast a few months ago and it was about the i think it was about called the uh the the justice project hmm. yeah i don't know when they get locked up unjustly and then they free oh. them. what is that called do you know it's called the justice project someone out there will know. know that's listening and i was listening to a gentleman who had got accused by three other people of this horrendous sexual crime and he was in jail for 28 years and he tried to appeal and the prosecutor wow. and the judge said no absolutely not it'll make us look bad if we even try to retry the case well these guys come along they find dna evidence he wasn't even there it wasn't his dna he gets out and he, he goes <laughs> they said well don't you feel like so much animosity against the woman that accused you, the jury, the yeah. judge, the prosecutor. And he says, you want to know what? And he became a Christian uh, wow. like 20 years in. So the last eight years, he's, he's a Bible-believing Christian. And he just says, I'm full. Uh, I feel full of joy because of the justice that has been done. Huh. Meaning just the fact that he was released and yeah. justice was served. And the Lord will feed his flock with justice. Yeah. Think about all the people who have had injustices done to them. Right. I mean, including that man for the 28 years. The 65 million babies. The 65 million unborn, yeah. right? That have had injustices done to them. And he says, mm-hmm. I will feed my flock with justice mm-hmm. because my shepherds will not do that. Mm-hmm. They, they re, you know. Yeah, that's heavy, man. 
<laughs> it really, it really is, though. I mean, when I think you about know? it, it's just like they refuse yeah. to speak justice yeah. in their churches, and he says, "Then fine, I will feed them with justice." Right. Thank God. Amen. Yeah. So as we finish up here, we got into you know something a little bit different here. Yeah. On the podcast, we did a little bit of chapter and verse. Yeah. But when you brought it up, I just said, "Wow, what a great." Yeah, set this, of verses when Ezekiel is just, you know, this is a great, this is a great chapter. Everybody, if, if you get a chance, read through Ezekiel 34. And it's uh, so true to what's going on in the church today. It is. We have to have leaders and shepherds stand up yeah. for the justice of God, for the righteousness of God, and actually hold their sheep accountable right. and to shepherd them, yeah. to take care of them. Not to just preach a 25-minute sermon every week. And talk about themselves. And, and talk about themselves and make a few <laughs> jokes. I don't mind a few good jokes in a right, sermon. Right. Don't get me Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. I love a little humor as much as the next guy. Yeah. But when I walk out of church on Sunday, I want to feel hurt. Yeah. Because I want my flesh to be wounded. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So guys, thanks for joining us. If you have any questions or comments or anything on the episode, we always love to hear constructive criticism Mm -hmm. on our social media. We are on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Parlor. We're on Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast. And as always, you can get some of our gear at dmwpodcast.com. Jason, not wearing his hat tonight. Neither Uh, am I. I'm actually wearing the Cross Politic (laughs) hat. Oh, shout out to Cross Politic. Cross Politic, thank you for the hat. I do it's like that very beanie. warm. That beanie's nice. Yeah, very nice. And we just did yeah. get our first couple inches of snow here we in did. Michigan. Jeez. So the beanie is it. appropriate. So do you have any final comments for us before we leave our esteemed audience? You know, I'm looking at seven different verses right now that I could probably read from. And give uh, us one or two. You know, how how about we uh how about we just, uh, let's do First Peter 5, 4. Okay. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Mm, the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And then let's go with... Uh, Psalm 23, 1, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Awesome. Amen and amen. Guys, thanks so much for listening. As always, God bless. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.